Welcome to the Haunted Hangover podcast with your hosts Andy and Shauna. Join us each week and settle down with a drink as we guide you through stories and mysteries from around the world, from ghosts and demons to UFOs and cryptids. You name it, and you will probably more than likely have a story about it. So grab a drink and dim those lights and be prepared for a cry. <laughs> oh, could I'll just run the intro. Welcome back to week two of the Haunted Hangover podcast. Hi. Shauna is a sight for sore eyes. I stare across her with an e-cig in her mouth. <laughs> it's like a hot box in my living room. Can't see my hand in front of my face. It smells good. <laughs> it smells good. Well, hope you're all doing well and welcome back to our second week. Obviously, I'm Andy. And I'm Shauna. <laughs> she got it right this time. <laughs> uh, <laughs> So, what have we got lined up for you today? So, I have got a story. So, it's a bit of a sort of London-based episode today. Both both stories are centred sort of around London. Mine is a kind of a well-known story. It's someone's account of what happened to them on a spooky night of um, after sightseeing. And, 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 and. Mine is about one of my favourite places, Hampton Court Palace. It is more of a... What am I saying? Like, factual, but different encounters like little short stories about what's happened little there short stories yeah lots of little short stories makes a good story before we get into all of our stories how have you been shauna how's your week been it's been all right busy. Busy, busy 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 i mean i was about to say i wonder what you're up to but i work with you so i know what you've been up to <laughs> <laughs> yeah so it's been it's, it's been a busy one um a lot of people who work in a variety of business might know there's a shortage of everyone, <laughs> yeah. but most businesses there's a shortage of everyone. But yeah, you just gotta keep on plodding on, as they say. Keep on plodding on, keep mm-hmm. on plodding on. Um, and a little shout out to little rebel this week. Yeah, unfortunately, my um, my rat passed away, and my hamster. And your hamster. Been, yeah. yeah, but they're in that time where it's um, they're old. Yeah. So the little footsies cross the rainbow bridge. Yeah, so um, the hamster and my rat, unfortunately, have gone. I've got mm. no small fairies anymore, but they lived a good life. They did. I got did. them during lockdown, so they would not have found a home. So, yeah. And I had a great week, thank you for asking, Shauna. Yeah. <laughs> so... I was getting there. <laughs> we were getting there. I, I, I was reminiscing. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's been a busy week, but yeah, we've, we'll get through it. Yeah, and uh, always do. what are you drinking? What have we got today? What's on the menu? Hashtag right. sponsor us, please. Someone who, someone run wise, sponsor, sponsor us. Because <laughs> Shauna will love you forever. She really um, Even in the afterlife. Uh, <laughs> so I'm on the Kraken Black Spice Rum, but the roasted coffee one, because I love my rum and I love my mm. coffee. So why not mix them? With Coke. with Coke. It's with Coke. <laughs> Not straight up. Like, yeah. <laughs> I'd be on Although, the floor. Yeah, there would be no stories to tell Mm-mm. if we were drinking that straight. Um, what are you drinking? I am just finishing my Copperberg, but 
Voddy or- Orange. Voddy Orange. For the stories. Good yeah. old Voddy. Good old Voddy. Yes. So let's get into it then with our drinks in hand and our stories tell. Let's go. On January 10th, 1863, the Metropolitan Railway opened the first, the world's first underground railway. The railway was built between Paddington, which was called Bishop's Road back then, and Farringdon Street. Many more lines would be added to the underground railway network over the years, but most of it was developed over the next 50 years. This included what we now know as Bank Station on the Central Line. I mean, Central Line's crap in it, Shauna. Mm-hmm. You know, when we go down there, she, dustiness. So Shauna lives on the Central mm-hmm. Line, so uh, I mean, not on the Central <laughs> oh, Line. She's not, she's not homeless, like her house. <laughs> Near the Central Line. The Central My main tra- train station is a Central Line. <laughs> Uh, it's just horrible. So if you've ever been there, you know how crap it is. It's just absolute dog shit. Mm-hmm. So where was I? Yes, yeah, so <laughs> the Central Line. So this includes what we now know as Bank Station or Central Line. Since the Metropolitan Railway opened the first underground railway 156 years ago, London Underground has come a long way. In 2007, the world's oldest underground railway network marked the first year that one billion passengers used it just one year. Even with this amount of passengers passing through the stations, you would think maybe it would be insane that ghosts could exist there. But there are many stories all over the underground of strange noises, smells and apparitions. The main apparition at Bank Station is that of a woman dressed in all black, with a black veil covering her face, as if she is in mourning, walking around the platforms and corridors. The story of the woman begins with a bank clerk called Philip Whitehead, who worked at the Bank of England way back in the early 19th century. The legend goes that he got in with the wrong crowd and somehow managed to lose his job. Resorting to forging cheques, he was caught and eventually executed for his crimes in 1811. Devastated by the death of her older brother, Sarah Whitehead began travelling to her brother's old place of work every day. Apparently the bank staff took pity on her and gave her support but she eventually lost her mind and started accusing them of cheating her out of her brother's inheritance. It is the spirit of Sarah Whitehead that now haunts the bank stations and the area around it. Trapped and unable to leave due to her going crazy and never being able to get over the death of her older brother. With all this in mind, it's time for the story of the central line and the woman in black. Daniel Radcliffe does not make an appearance in this story, though that's <laughs> completely separate. <laughs> it was late. Having been sightseeing after my first trip to London with my best friend, we were on a long weekend trip to the Big Smoke, which was quite different from the small town of Ambleside in the Lake District. We were used to big, old, we were used to big wide open spaces and nature, and not the hustle and bustle of busy London streets. However, we were having a great time. Having been around sightseeing Tower Bridge in the London Eye and finishing the day off with a cocktail in the Sky Garden, which has spectacular views across the whole city. It was like being back at home on top of a small mountain with great views of the countryside. After a cocktail or two, we were ready to head back to our hotel, which requires us to jump on the central line at Bank Station and travel westbound towards Paddington. It was now very dark outside on the city streets and a storm had begun to roll in across the city bringing heavy downpours, thunder and lightning. It was very atmospheric, especially knowing how old the city of London is and apparently how haunted it was. We were close to the underground at Bank Station. The streets were not that busy, but the people that were about were running with umbrellas, trying to get out of the rain. Everybody except for one person. 
a woman dressed all in black, in a long dress that drags along the floor and what looks like a black veil over her face. What we found most strange, apart from her dress, was that with the way she was walking slowly towards the tube station. The rain did not bother her. Bank Station has a couple of different entrances at street level. She started to walk down as just as we did, and we were expecting to see her walking opposite us in the main hub area of the station, but she was nowhere to be seen. I took it upon myself to walk up the stairs she would have been coming down, and I walked back up to street level, and she was nowhere, no sign of the woman in black. I thought this was strange, however I was just tired and just wanted to get on the train and back to the hotel. Whilst travelling down an escalator, I had the feeling somebody was behind us, and as I turned around I could see the woman in black at the top of the escalator, not coming down it, but just watching as me and my friend did, just went down it. Her head soon disappeared over the peak of the escalator as we travelled down it, until she was out of view completely. The station at Bank is extensive with lots of tunnels leading to different platforms. Given the storm outside, we were expecting it to be very busy, however some tunnels were empty, deserted of almost anyone, but yet this woman seemed to be watching, stalking us as we travelled through the labyrinth of tunnels until we reached our platform. It was just a two minute wait for the next tube and I was happy to see a couple of other passengers waiting for the, on the platform with us. As the train approached, I could hear a woman scream. This blended very well with the brakes of the tube rolling in. This sound was also accompanied by a rancid smell. My friend now happened to get on the tube, away from the smell and away from the feeling of being watched. As we sat down and the train began to pull away slowly, the woman in black emerged from one of the tunnels onto the platform, again watching us, stalking us and maybe upset that, she, that, we, that we made the tube and she did not. For the final second she began to fade and just before she vanished completely our tube entered the tunnel and our carriage was plunged into darkness, apart from the fluorescent lights on the train. Back in the hotel, my friend and I were talking about what had happened, and we both agreed it was an extremely bizarre and spooky experience. And with two days left in London, we did traverse the capital on the underground network, but we stayed clear of Bank Station and the Woman in Black. Boom. You don't want to be meeting anyone down on the train station, oh, obviously. I mean, <clears throat> Central Line's bad enough as it is, like we said. You don't want to be seeing like a woman in black like stalking you, do you? Mm-mm. I mean, the only other pla- the only other uh, one as well is the Bakerloo lines, really. Yeah. And to be some really, it's really deep, it's really deep tunnels. Uh, so some maybe some spooky stories coming from another part of the underground at some point. So <laughs> yeah, I mean, I definitely wouldn't want a stalking me, but no, thank you. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, thank you. No. So, we move from one part of London to another. Okay, yeah, so today I am taking you all to Hampton Court Palace, which is one of my favourite historical sites, um, which is based in Surrey, the southeast of London. Um, so, yeah, there's many um, ghostly stories being told, um, being seen and told, should I say, um, in this wonderful palace. So, I've gathered up my favourite ghostly stories to read to you. Um, but first, I'd, I thought I'd just give a sort of overview of um, and some information about Hampton Court Palace to those who may not have visited or those who may be overseas that may not know much about it. So um, yeah, so I'll, I'll get on. So Hampton Court Palace is a, a Grade One listed royal palace. The building um, of the palace began in 1514 uh, for the Cardinal Thomas Wolseley. 
the chief minister of Henry, uh, King Henry, sorry, the eighth, um, in 1529, um, as Wolseley fell from favor, the cardinal gave the palace to the king to check his disgrace. Uh, the palace went on to become one of Henry's most favored residences. Um, soon after acquiring the property, ooh, get that out. <laughs> he arranged. <laughs> he arranged for it to um, be enlarged. Um, oh. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> so it might be more easily to accommodate his suitable. Um, should we say wives? <laughs> um, so along uh, with Saint James Palace, it was one of his only two surviving palaces out of the many the king owned. The palace is currently in possession of Queen Elizabeth II and the Crown. Uh, King George II was the last monarch to reside in the palace. Today, uh, the palace is open to the public and uh, and is a major tourist attraction. If you haven't been, I would strongly suggest it. They have some very interesting um, well, rooms. There's like an arm. Um, don't make the mistake if you do go into the armory because I did not see the sign that says no pictures and started taking photos and got told off by well, one of the guards. Anyway, yes, yeah, so I carried on taking photos, but yeah. <laughs> Honestly, did not see the um, thingies, but yeah, just m be aware of those signs. In addition, the palace um, displays many works of art from the royal collection. Um, apart from the palace itself, its gardens, oh my God, dude. The, gar the gardens. <laughs> I love the gardens. It's, it's they are so well kept, um, and yeah, they they are a big interest to a lot of visitors. Um, there is a celebrated maze, um, historic royal tennis court. It's like the Chardonnay. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, the grapevine, the grapevine even. The grapevine. So it is indoors, but it's one of the. the <laughs> I was waiting for you to sing a sentence. You did, went through a whole episode of not doing it. Episode, yeah. <laughs> we was going to get there eventually. Um, but yeah, the grapevine is one of the largest in the world as of 2005. I know we're in two, um, 2021. No, we're not. We're in 2022. Hey. Um, but that is, I think it still is. Um, but yeah, that is mainly um, like just an overview of um, Hampton Court Palace. So I'll just get onto the story. So they are really short stories, mm. but basically just like, again, an overview of what's happened. But I've got one, two, I think five different well, small ones. I mean, with that much history, there's gotta be, there's gotta be something there. There are more, and I think a lot of people don't come forward, unfortunately, but um, these are the ones that have been told. Okay, so on, so on to them. So the first one is the Spectre of Silver Stick Stairs. So um, yeah, this is about a sad white reef. Uh, carrying a lighted taper in um, is said to um, be Henry VIII's third wife, uh, Jane Seymour. She died from um, post-birth uh, complications at Hampton Court only a few days after delivering Henry's long, longed-for, shall I say, son, uh, Prince Edward. While um, delighted with his uh, male heir, the king was devastated at the sudden loss of his perfect queen. Um, a pale figure was uh, reported to appear on the silver stick stairs, which once led up to the room in which Jane gave birth and died on the anniversary of uh, Edward's birth in October 1536. Uh, the next one is called the Screaming Queen. This is one that this this is one is that, that me? Am I the, am I you the are the screaming. Queen? Yes, you are the screaming. <laughs> the screaming. You are the screaming queen. <laughs> Um, but this is one of my uh, favourites. So again, this is Henry VIII's 
fifth wife, Catherine Howard. Um, yeah, she was um, as wild as Jane Seymour, but was, um, how should I say, more vocal, hence the Screaming Queen, um, and has been um, more frequently, um, more reported sightings of her. Uh, so Catherine was beheaded at the tower in 1542, aged 19, for adultery and tre treason. Yes, not nice. Um, <laughs> it is claimed that after she was arrested at Hampton Court Palace, the terrified teenager broke free from her guard. She ran along what is now called the Haunted Gallery, screaming out for the king for mercy. Um, she was she never reached Henry, who um, was in the prayer, um, well, in prayers in the chapel. Guards dragged her away and she um, never saw Henry again. It is said that her anguished ghost now re um, repeats this heartbreaking journey, screaming through eternity. <laughs> Not when I'll do that yeah, for eternity, <laughs> to be honest. But what better things do with your time in the afterlife than just scream down the corridors. Sure. Exactly. Um, so the next one's called the Grey Lady. Um, there's been numerous sightings of the Grey Lady, um, which aka is Sybil Penn. Um, she is a, she was sorry not is <laughs> she's still here. <laughs> um, she was the servant to four Tudor monarchs and the wet nurse to Henry the Sixth. Um, she nursed eleven um, Elizabeth. She nursed Elizabeth first devotedly through uh, smallpox in fifteen sixty two. The Queen recovered, but poor Sybil caught the pox and died shortly after. <laughs> yeah, so she's seen That's quite it. a bit. <laughs> this next one is actually still involving Sybil. So Sybil's tomb was disturbed when the church was renovated in 1829. And shortly after this, stories began to spread of the Grey Lady seen to walk the corridors of the state apartments and clock court at the palace. Um, Sybil is also linked to mysterious spinning wheel noises. That is where um said to come from behind the wall or um in a grace and favoured apartment legend has it that when the wall was removed an old much used spinning wheel was discovered Ooh. so yeah something is that what like what, what story was it where they had it as a sleeping beauty a sleeping beauty yeah um, so she is a sleeping beauty maybe she is yeah <laughs> this one this one i tried it's this is sort of in the age where it's where social media wasn't, I say age, it was um, October t um, 2003. Okay. Um, I tried to find footage, but... I think I had a MySpace account in 2003. Yeah, mm, so <laughs> not a lot of videos, yeah. Not a lot of videos. Um, but the palace CCTV court um, captured the image of a ghostly figure um, flinging a fire door um, open. <laughs> the door flew open on three consecutive days with the spectre making his or her's appearance on the second day. Um, so yeah, it attracted a lot of um, international media attention, but as I said, because of social, um, it wasn't in the age of social media, there is no, there's nothing viral. I couldn't find anything, mm -hmm. um, but there's been no living soul that has ever come forward to admit that it was a prank and the security staff still remain baffled. <laughs> to this day, so I mean, I'd be handling my P forty five. I'd be like, I would probably a week's notice go to stand next to that door and <laughs> record <laughs> now. But yeah, um, so that's like the five favorite ones. There are many, and as I said earlier, there's probably a lot more that a lot of people unfortunately haven't told. But mm. I would 
definitely recommend going to see Hampton Court Palace um, visiting I think and shout out to Hampton Court Palace I think you should think of doing a night tour because I would definitely be there even if I'm your one person I would still be there just an FYI it's just our second episode we've still got no sponsors Hampton Court Palace tours are not sponsoring us no no just throwing ideas out to people (laughs) that sounds like a really cool place yeah it is good and their chimneys (laughs) don't go for Court Palace go for the chimneys go for the chimneys They're, they're, but we're, like literally, all their chimneys are different. Oh, <laughs> I don't know why that's stuck I'm into my, in my head. I'm all sorts of things about you, Shauna. You're <laughs> a chimney fan. <laughs> I'm a chimney fan, apparently. But yeah. Chim chimney, chim chimney. Oh god, and he's singing <laughs> I can't again. Stop. I can't he's singing stop. again. But I then, mean, that's 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 pretty much it for that one. <laughs> one thing you'll realise is Shauna will say a word every now and then that mm-hmm. I will just think is an actual song and I'll just start singing it so he says me but he could do it himself and then start singing a sentence so Mm. mm, he could say a word and he starts singing so but get used to it kids (laughs) (laughs) but luckily he's not a terrible singer either so it's not gonna break your ears (laughs) he says that he'd take a swig of drink So I think that's basically us for today. So mm-hmm. I hope you enjoyed our London stories. Um, we will be venturing out of London next week. I can tell you that. Um, again, thank you for listening to our one follower, um, just Shauna's mum. <laughs> hey, mum. <laughs> so again, if you'd like to follow us on our Instagram at the Haunted Hangover Podcast, um, and. If you can leave us a review, obviously we're going to be up on things like Spotify, Apple, and Amazon. Amazon. Mm-hmm. I, I can never remember Amazon Music. <laughs> um, if you leave us, it'd be really helpful if you could leave us a, a nice review on there. And the ones that we like, we'll give a shout out in the following episodes. Might not necessarily be the next one, but we'll get you out there um, as a show of appreciation. So thank you very Definitely. much again for listening. Any last thoughts, Shona? I don't know. <laughs> I have many thoughts, but probably not that should be recorded on here. <laughs> and on that bombshell. <laughs> Thank you again for listening and Thanks, stay guys. spooky. Bye. Bye.